You're listening to the First Student Podcast, the podcast from the student ministry of First Baptist Church in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And we're back on an actual week following a week where we actually did the podcast, unlike the last time where there was a good little two-month break. Yeah. And they're shorter now. We're not going to do that again. You should see regular podcasts every week, so bum, bum, bum. get ready for that. Maybe multiple. <laughs> this week we're doing multiple, so... A, a comical hour? You know what we should do? The musical impressions thing that Jimmy Fallon does. We should. We should do that. We should get the button and then... It'd be good for it. Yeah. No? No. Oh, she's Canadian. If y'all haven't seen that, it's hilarious. Ariana Grande doing the, the musical impressions. Yeah, you should check it out. Christina Aguilera, Wheels of Bus Go Round and Round. Totally clean. Parents, don't be worried about it. Yep. Wouldn't direct your kids to something that wasn't. Yeah, they're all singing. Well, I think they're mostly like nursery rhymes. Yeah. Except yeah. I can't feel my face. That one where they do it double time. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't say anything bad. So. I don't think so. Much. Anyways. Yeah. I, I've only heard that Check it out. Check course. it out. Just like you're checking out our podcast. Check it out. Hey, shameless plug. Um... Stop. <laughs> on the pot. Can you plug the thing that you're plugging? Like, can you, in the in the midst I, of, of actually, it's like an ad within the ad. Like, I don't think that Doritos can make an ad for Doritos our, in an ad for Doritos. Our commercials are. Our commercials are in the show that we're commercializing. It's, it's like you're watching Gotham and you're like, hey, guys, watch Gotham. Even though you're already watching Gotham. Who are you advertising for? You've already got that audience. Yeah, that's true. That's money poorly that's spent. I guess. But go listen to another podcast and exactly. then come back to ours. Exactly. Diversify. Yeah. Go check out Chandler, Apostles Creed. Doom. It's good. Which are also linked on our page. It's, it's really stream it's true. If you I don't know. See that. And I don't know why that is. Did you do that? Yeah. That's I did cool. That. We need to do that with all the others, too. Yeah. Happy Rant. Yeah. I couldn't find Happy Rant on no. SoundCloud. I don't think it's on SoundCloud. I think they yeah. go another direction. That's okay. We'll put the link in there anyway. There you go. On Facebook. Yeah, we can do that. I don't know. Yeah. Cool, cool. Shout out Barnabas. Hey. Mr. And Cluck. And Ted Cluck. Yeah. His, uh... Love I you think guys. He, I think he just had a book come out. And Stephen Altrogi. That's a weird Hey, man. Steve. They'd never listen to this. Um, they might. Maybe. <laughs> They'd make And then they'll make us. fun of it. <laughs> you heard those yeah. guys in Arkansas? Never mind. Yeah. Don't link their... Uh. <laughs> Might keep this away from them. I'll, yeah. mention, I'll mention, we'll, we'll share it and mention them. There you go. We can, do that. we can do that. Um, okay, so any announcements, anything that anybody needs to, to know? Kind of give a little bit of a rundown for this next couple of weeks. Yeah, heads up. We got uh, next Saturday, not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday, which happens to be, is that the 23rd? The, mm, no. No. It's no. like, it's like the, the next Sunday. 26th. 26 yeah. Saturday yep. the 26th we're yep. having football Saturday right here at the base dun, we're dun, be watching some football dun, dun, from 2 to 8 at night uh, gonna have some fun doing that uh, I'm gonna ask you to bring your favorite dessert boom favorite dessert we're gonna cook out we're gonna make hot dogs hamburgers we're gonna have a good time play some football play some basketball um, watch some games but uh, I want you to bring your favorite dessert that means you're gonna have to ask your mom Mom, I want you to make my favorite dessert or stop and get your Oreos at the store. I was about to say, so does it have to be something that they make or no, a little baby? It can be acceptable? anything. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make me. Um, but honestly, how hard are you going to be judged if, cheesecake? Like, if, if so-and-so's mom makes like Sophia cheesecake and then somebody else brings like, yeah, I don't know, the 
the great yeah. value brand of the great value brand of Oreos. No judgment. No, because they're no good. No judgment. They're all still they're, good. They're all really good. The twist-offs. It's a cookie. A cookie's yeah. kind of hard to mess up, yeah. especially whenever it's commercialized. Definitely. So that's what we got coming up. Not this coming Saturday, but the following Saturday. want you to be a part of that. Invite your friends. They're more than welcome to come. We'll have uh, food and drink, and, and you guys are bringing dessert, so it uh, should be good. So other than that, we got some stuff coming up in October. Uh, another football Saturday, and then we're moving around some uh, service opportunities so that we can be a little more intentional, do some uh, evening service down at the rescue mission. Uh, Brian's trying to figure out some uh, times for us right now. That may not may be pushed to November, may be pushed the first part of December. He wasn't sure yet, but uh, he's supposed to get back with us on that. So that'll change you guys' calendar a little bit. But I'll keep you up to date. As that comes closer. Anyways, that's about it. You want to plug what we got coming up on Sunday nights? Yeah, Sunday nights. Starting this Sunday night, The Explicit Gospel of Matt Chandler. We'll be watching the video, the main group video uh, together as a group, and then uh, breaking up into small, smaller groups so that we can have some conversation about it. should be pretty good. Yeah, and it's going to be different even than the way um, the Blethke study was or the Newton study was because those were like 10-minute videos and kind of just prompted. I don't think is... Jefferson has an L in his last name. I think she's just Bethke. Is it Bethke? Yeah. Why, why did I say Blethke? Oh. I don't know. Anyways. Um, anyway, Mr. Jefferson, um, his video was also like Newton's where it was like 8 to 10 minutes and, and kind of just prompted the, the topic – this is Chandler's going to be preaching sermons. Yeah, we'll we'll be together for like uh, thirty minutes, and then we'll break up in small groups and talk about it. Should be good. Cool, cool. Um, all right, that is it from the announcement standpoint. So we'll go ahead and dive Announcements into out. session two of uh, Gospel Shaped Outreach. The question of who is Jesus was on the docket for this week's first initial thoughts. First initial thoughts was I got a lot of good feedback from our teachers about yeah. conversation that yeah. came from so. Proud of you guys for that. Uh, stay keeping up with your devotional. Stay keeping up with uh, uh, your Bible study reading for the week. That way it is engaging and conversational as you go into your class. But with that said, who is Jesus? What a great question. I think in a uh, day and age where we're so biblically illiterate to some extent, it's good to get back to the basics of who is Jesus? What he means for our life. Uh, how he directs and guides our life by his example. And and so I think it's good to get back to that basis and say, hey, this is this is who saves us and redeems us from our sin. This is who guides and directs our lives by yeah. his example. So um, definitely looking forward to getting to this podcast. So the, the first question in the Bible studies, I think, will be a, will be a funny one to, to get into. Um, thinking through, and this, and this is going to focus a lot on, because you kind of assume for the most part that the church knows who Jesus is. Um, in the context of evangelism and, and, and having gospel conversations, this is going to be pointed on, okay, well, who does the world right now that we're in, who are they saying that Jesus is? And I think that's where a lot of our conversations yeah. came on Sunday morning was, okay, we all kind of know who fully God, fully man died on the cross for our sins is the center of the gospel, kind of the apex of the narrative of scripture. Yeah. But what does the person that you sit next to in history class think? Or what does your teacher think? Or what yeah. does the person at the grocery store think? And, and we need to be able to articulate that. Yeah. And you need to be able to know it well and also not freak out whenever people come up with other interpretations of who Jesus is. Yeah, and, and the not, direct response is, <gasps> you're going like, to what? <laughs> you don't what? think he had a beard? What? That's not Jesus. <laughs> um, but in, in our culture, but he probably, one of the main things that informed, he, he absolutely did because yeah. they pulled it at the crucifixion. Yeah, so. that's true. Anyways, it's biblical. Sorry. Um, side note. Uh, 
And actually, probably, if you want to take that as descriptive or prescriptive, then you're actually probably in sin if you don't have a beard. Is that what it's saying? Probably not. All right, seventh graders, start working seventh on that. Grade, yeah. Start working on your beard. This is part of beard game needs to be strong. But a, a lot of what we believe or of what we know in, in almost everything now is informed by media. So music, TV, movies, um, any, anything that you can consume or that is portrayed. So what are some let, – let, let's think through um, how Jesus has been portrayed. Uh, go ahead and kind of go off the top of your head. I'll go and, and I'll start Googling and seeing what all we can we can find on what Jesus has been portrayed as or by in – The Bible. And yeah. Let's, the let's, show. The show that came on. You remember oh, that series yeah. that came on? The ter- I mean, Jesus the- was, he was like tan and just, I mean, of course, Jesus probably was super tan because he's Middle Eastern, but um, like, he was like just this pretty guy, um, always smiling, always, you know, it's almost that guy you like give the wink to, that gives the wink to you when they're, you know, hey, I know something you don't know, wink. Yeah, he's and winking so, if if you can't see it on the audio podcast. Yeah, you can't if you can't see it, you probably need to tune your uh your earbuds in a little bit better. So Yeah. But well, yeah, that was that the depiction of that just you I don't know, just don't get me wrong, Jesus was loving and great and awesome and, and loved on people, but I guarantee you growing up a carpenter's son was probably a little rough. Uh, probably um just not I mean, kinda rough. Around the edges? I don't know. Well, what shocked me about about the way that the Bible did it is kind of, in recent memory, it's almost been a joke of how Jesus was portrayed in, like, the Jesus film and the old um, evangelistic tool where yeah. blonde hair, blue-eyed, um, always smiling, Joel yeah. Olstein looking yeah. and acting kind of Jesus. And that's exactly what they did. And they yeah. did it to the point where they, they showed the scene where, and I didn't watch much of, I enjoyed the Old Testament portion of the series. Yeah. But once they jumped into the new, for some reason, it got really weird. And then I picked up after Jesus left. So I watched like up until Jesus comes and I wasn't crazy about the portrayal of Jesus. And then yeah. I watched um, after in the one episode they did of like, yeah. of Acts yeah. and Paul. And, and, it, and it was pretty, it was decent. Um, they're actually, Mark Burnett's going to redo uh, Ben-Hur and dad saw the trailer yeah. at, some conference thing that he was at and he said it looked really good. Morgan Freeman's in it. So they already have my money. Um, that's not good. That's not good. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. No. Cause he's obviously a Christian cause he's in the movie. That's the way it works, right? No. Okay. Which is why we're having these conversations. <laughs> good. Good. See, we're learning. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, they, they show the scene where Jesus goes in and, and has the toss the tables moment. Yeah. And I'm completely in agreement that a lot of people will use that reference as like an excuse for them to be able to be angry at things. It's like, well, this is righteous anger, and Jesus tossed the tables and all that kind of stuff. And I, it was, it was a one incident out of the 33 years that we know of Jesus's life. But to take it to the point where you're even going to reinterpret what it was to be something less than what it was, Jesus got mad then, and like was whipping people on the way out and like tossing those tables. And Jesus was probably a pretty strong dude, being a carpenter, he knew how to throw around. A couple of pieces of wood yeah and they and they he like went up and gently pushed it over and was like teary-eyed as he was doing it like he was i'm like no that's he was upset i was, he was out like at that cage point. fight i was like i turned go at it? i turned the tv off i was like we're done yeah like we're we're through and so like it, that was probably one of my least favorite portrayals of jesus yeah um what what else can you think of so there's there's the elephant in the room is of course jim caviezel um and the passion he played an elephant in that movie. 
I thought he played Jesus. No. Oh, okay. Oh, the, I see a reference. Huh. Just kidding. Um, no, I, I mean, I think, don't get me wrong, I think the passion probably gives us one of the closest depictions we have. But still, I mean, when you're trying to put Jesus in the box of what we can uh, interpret and understand, it still, it still lends to, I don't know, um, I don't know. It's, it's comparatively with everything else we have. I think it's probably the best. Yeah, I think it's far and away. In the, and and I think it's because like eighty percent of the dialogue that they used for Jesus was scripture. True. So they weren't they weren't making a whole lot of stuff up. Right. They followed the. They went through the nine uh, stations of the cross. So it was very Catholic, but it was also it was very true to the to the narrative of of the passion story and of the crucifixion. Very true. Yeah. Um, and it was done in the original. Like it was, it was. You can say what you want about Mel Gibson, but for that year that he made that movie, he he took that story more earnestly than than most people That's have ever approached. Very um, true. A very biblical true. narrative. Well, then you got it in hip hop, and you got it in everything. Somebody's throwing a, a skew out to Jesus just to say, "Hey, I I know who this is." But Kanye. Yeah, but then I mean, where's the? Where do we go into the? Okay. You say you know who he is. You throw the name out flippantly, but you don't truly grasp a knowledge of who he is and what he's done and what he's yeah. accomplished in and through history. Yeah, I think he he's typically, in my experience, if, if you're not a believer and you don't have a whole lot of, of grounding in just basic Christian doctrine, so if you haven't been around church that much, um, Jesus is kind of like viewed as the precursor to Gandhi. Like he was that, yeah. he was that kind of a guy. Yeah. He was... Great teacher, um, great philosopher, great leader, great all these things. But it's it's the deity that's hard to, to buy into. And we'll get into a little bit of the theology of that side later. But I think he's typically thought of as that. Um, if you look in a lot of comedies and a lot of he's used in a lot of satire um, to kind of give a little bit of an archetype or a... Um, or a stereotype of what Christians are, or what Christians believe, and things like that. Right. But he's been in like I'm just looking through all these lists. He's been in movies like I, I think I saw something where he is the most portrayed character, other than like some of the franchise, like James Bond, or where they yeah. do a movie every couple yeah. of years. Like Christian Bale played Jesus. I didn't know that till like right now. What? In 1999, Mary, mother of Jesus. Um, long before he was Batman, he was he played Jesus. Long William Defoe was didn't he play? Moses too. Wasn't yeah, he recently. Moses so he's, done, he's done. He's done two. Kings. Yeah. Um, so he's done biblical stuff twice. Um, William Defoe was Jesus in in the Last Temptation of Christ by Oliver Stone. Yeah. Um, that was a big. That was one of those that people picketed like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that was dealing with the duet, and it was kind of like that's one of the only movies that tries to actually address any of the the collision between. Fully God, fully human. Right. Um, yeah, he's he's been in TV. He's coming up in Risen. Is he going to be in it, though? Or is he going to be, like, I think he's just going to be talked about. Like, I don't think an actor is going to be playing him. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think he's yeah. going to be kind of like, yeah. like the boogeyman kind of thing. But still, it's, it's the whole premise around who yeah. he is and what, he, what he's done. And I think, I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but just by the trailer, it looks like it's going to be decent yeah so. which in trailers can be and i never i never saw exodus gods and king the trailer looked great but i heard the movie was terrible yeah well um, i mean if you're going to a movie like that to get some in-depth biblical insight that's an well, issue yeah. but that's like i go to the source yeah like noah everyone everyone was really down on noah and i went and watched it twice i was like he was really 
I it was, it was really a great good. somatic yeah. movie, cinematic movie. And it got some stuff right that just typical Christian art doesn't get right. Like areas like despair, um, real terror, violence. I mean, like stuff that, that a lot of Christian filmmakers are scared to kind of really delve deeply into. The There's a scene there where the ark is, is in the water, the flood's going, and you see people climbing a rock to try to stay above the water, and it, and it cuts to a shot inside of the family just kind of sitting around and the people are screaming and the family's asking Noah, can we say, we got to save them. God wouldn't want us to let them die. And all that kind of, and Noah's just like straight laced, like, no. And it's like stuff that, that probably happened yeah. that you never got in Sunday school. Sure. That, that you, you don't to touch on that, that, that are very real things. And then they kind of the whole rock monster thing. And then they did the whole Noah is really Cain and eight or uh, Abel. And it is <laughs> that it got weird towards the end, but yeah. I mean, it was, it was one of those, it was it was a good movie. I just I heard that Exodus um, wasn't even good like that. Um, so Jesus is in a lot of of media, obviously, and is is one of those. You can hashtag him on Twitter and get a bunch of stuff that's yeah that yeah. uh, comes up. So yeah. Um, so so let's. Do you think that most people believe that Jesus was a real person, or believe that he was just a myth. So let's let's take out the the theology side of okay, was he actually God? But do you think that most people would concede that he he actually was a person? Yeah, sure. I think uh, I think from what we can know about history and what Josephus and and all the old historians from that time period that um, weren't followers that talk about him, I think they give us a good depiction of uh, Jesus being a, a man. Um, and even Josephus, to some extent, talks about the way and, and what came out and cropped out from that. But um, I, I think that I think that to n- deny the historical facet of Jesus, um, a lot of people they to deny that they would really struggle to have a leg to stand on for even the just the the historical aspect of it. No, no Godhead or anything like that, but just the historical aspect. I think a lot of people would come to the consensus that yeah this guy lived i mean all the world religions go jesus was a great prophet he was all these great things i mean that's er pretty much every world religion says that does jesus recognize them no but they recognize him so i mean to say otherwise i think would just be odd yeah i think we we have more history and, and evidence on our side to support jesus not only being a real person but also towards towards the end of of the crux of the gospel that he was crucified under Pontius Pilate and yeah. they don't know where the body is. Um, and I think that's what this, this rise movie is going to kind of hit on is like what after, and that, that's a, that's a cool part of the story that no one ever talks about is after Jesus ri- r- uh, rose from the dead. Yeah. What do the Romans do? Cause they're kind of a, they're in a bad yeah. spot. Um, but we've got, we've got more of that evidence to, to, to look at and to kind of hold on to. Then we even have that Julius Caesar was who he said he was. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and so there's, there's things like that that we can kind of sit on and, and, and understand. And it gives us a good starting place in conversations. Cause then it's, it's not, okay. Is he real? Like, was he a real person? Oh, but yeah. was, is he who he says he was? Exactly. And that's where Lewis, his whole, um, the, the three things that Jesus could have been is either liar, lunatic or Lord. So he was either a just, Amazing, amazing con man. Pull the wool over yeah. your eyes, and yeah, he was nuts. 
that he believed everything that he was he was saying, and it was very cult like, right? Um, or he was who he said he was, because those are kind of the only things, and that and that's where the, the the argument that he was just a good teacher kind of falls apart. If you look at what his teaching was, so if you go outside of the um, of the Sermon on the Mount and a lot of the Beatitudes, and and really, if even if you just get outside the Beatitudes, whenever you start getting into the claims of his deity and him saying, "I'm the Son of God," I'm, uh, you get to a realm of he can't be a good teacher. Right. If he wasn't who he said he was, because if he's not, then what he was teaching was insane. Yeah. In, in every possible way. And especially inoffensive to a a primarily Jewish culture. Right. And, and I think you can also look at that in the sense that his family thought he was crazy. I mean, in our, in the early, early gospel accounts, did you got James and, and, and Jude, his half brother that, Hey, they, our brother's crazy. They're yeah. trying to restrain him. They're trying to hold him back. And then you got James and Jude who become leaders in the church. James becomes a leader of the Jerusalem church. Yeah. And I mean, you got these accounts and you got these guys that said, hey, this guy's crazy. And then wait a second, he rose from the dead. Yeah. And they're completely transformed. They're changed. And that's, I mean, that's a first Corinthians 15 where it says that those that he appeared to were the 500, the 12, uh, James, his brother, and to the least of them, me, Paul, Paul says that. And so, I mean, we have to, we have to take that into account of yeah. his Godhead. Not only is he has historically known, but he's known after the resurrection as well. Yeah. Mark Driscoll used to say that the best apologetic for the deity of Christ was that James believed it. That's exactly right. And it was like, okay. And, and, and that's someone just getting into the, the taking yourself out of the, the epic scale that the story of the Bible is told and just be like, like how hard is it to admit that your brother is like a great person? Yeah. Or even like, okay, he's a, yeah. he's the greatest whatever in the world to bow down and call your brother God. Yeah. Like, that's a big, that's big, a big step. Big step. <laughs> and it's, it's like, and I don't think, I don't think people realize or think about that much that, that your family because there, there are people, and there's people that have done it, that have been able to convince others that they are something that they're not. Yeah, To the definitely. point of being worshipped or being followed. Definitely. Unto suicide, unto, I mean, like, you, you've got all kinds of places in history that have that. But the, the thought that you were able to do that with your own family, because that's typically, you can trick a lot of people, but you can't trick your family. Your family yeah, definitely knows who you are. They've grown up with you. I mean, like they they know, and so that points to the consistency of Jesus's character that he was always saying this, yeah, and that he was always kind of had this in front of people's, um, at the front of people's thoughts of whenever they thought of who he is, definitely he is this, yeah. and there's no getting away from that. Yeah. So I think we it's easy to get caught up in. Oh well, people say this, and people say this, and people say he wasn't a real person, and people. For us to come to that conclusion would be almost ludicrous because of all just the historical data that we have. But then when we look at Scripture and we see the accounts of James, we see the accounts of Jude, and we see just the complete transformation in what he accomplished. I mean, you think about the people's lives. I mean, the book of the Bible is not only God's Word, and it's inerrant and infallible, but it's also, it gives us a great look into history and how when people came in contact with uh, Christ, when people came in contact with the disciples, they saw this different that they couldn't, and they, that they couldn't understand. And it, yeah. it completely wrecked their world. I mean, the woman at the well runs into town and tells everybody and they're like, okay, we got to go check this out. So they go out to go out to Jesus and they're like, 
hey, now we don't believe because you told us. We believe because we've seen yeah. and we've heard and we've experienced who Christ is as God-man, the God-man. And so uh, I think I think it's interesting that we have to have a proper perspective on who he is and, and what, he's become, what he's accomplished and what's been done through him. I mean, anytime I'm having a conversation with somebody, I— you know, I, I completely go back to John one and uh, you go back to John, the one and it's uh, John, the one, John, John, the one. Um, so John one in the beginning was the word, the word was God. The word was with God, everything that was made through him, nothing was made without him. And, and so we, when you break down that with somebody else, and then you go out to other scriptures, like Colossians one, 15 through 23, you go through other aspects of who Christ was as man and as God. Yeah. And it's it's hard to uh, delineate from those things and, and to understand, hey, this is one and the same. Yeah. He is fully man. He's fully God. And that's how he was able to take on our sins. Yeah. And then that's we, we talked about that um, in my Sunday school class on, on Sunday morning and throwing out the, the Shylin and the whole hypostatic union. And you bet what that looks like and, and what it was. And, and, uh, we got a lot of good conversation on that on, okay, well, what is, cause most of us have a predisposition to either we can really buy that he was fully man or we can really buy that he was fully God, but trying to, to, to think of him as both is, is that kind of constant meditation and then constant go through. Yeah. Um, why don't you why don't you read that uh, that John Stott uh, quote? All right, this is John Stott. Uh, this is from his book, The Cross of Christ. To evangelize is to spread the good news that Jesus Christ died for our sins and was raised from the dead according to the Scriptures, and that as the reigning Lord, He now offers the forgiveness of sins and the liberating gift of the Spirit to all who repent and believe. Good, good. This is uh, this is C. H. Spurgeon, the man, Prince of Preachers. Um, we are not called to proclaim philosophy and metaphysics, but the simple gospel man's fall, his need of a new birth, forgiveness through atonement and salvation as a result of faith. These are our battle acts and weapons of war. I think that's such a great quote because it, I mean, to think about that, we try to make it a lot more than it actually is. Yeah. Hey, it's the gospel. This is what we're going to war with on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's that... I, I forgot who it was, but I saw a quote the other day that said the depths of the gospel are such um, that its most simple can be weighted in by lambs, but so deep that elephants would sink. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's that's pretty legit. Right. Anyways, hey, Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf. Did I say that right? Zinzendorf. Zinzendorf. I have but one passion. It is he. It is he alone. The world is the field, and the field is the world, and henceforth, that country, henceforth, henceforth, that country shall be my home, where I can be most used in winning souls for Christ. That's hmm. deep. Hmm. That's his one passion, him and him alone. Is is Zinzendorf the guy who had the quote of? Um, someone asked him, "What is the goal of life? Like, what's the purpose of life?" Yeah, and he said preach the gospel, die and be forgotten. And that's what he put on his tombstone. I don't know. I, th- I think it was, it was something with a Z and I know it wasn't Zwingli. I think it might've had to been Zinzendorf. We'll fact that check that before we get out of here. Um, some books that, that are suggested this week for, for reading, uh, Jesus, the King by Tim Keller, the cross of Christ, uh, John Stott from what that quotes from scandalous, the cross and resurrection of Jesus, Don Carson, 
um, what is the gospel and who is Jesus by Greg Gilbert that we gave away a couple of those um, a couple weeks ago. Original Jesus by uh, Carl Lofferton and Stop Asking Jesus Into Your Heart by J.D. Greer, another one that we gave um, out a few weeks ago. Did you find that? I haven't quote? found it yet. Let me look. Dun, 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 dead air. No, it's not dead air. We're still talking. Awkwardly talking. Hey. Just so that we can prove something. Yep, it's Zinzendorf. Cool. Yeah, so I mean, like, whenever that guy like that says that that's his only passion, Say that again, was his so that only passion. What it was on his tombstone, and as an answer to to what is the purpose of life, he said, "Preach the gospel, die, and be forgotten." That's for everybody, not just preachers. Yeah, boom. Well, and that and that be forgotten part is so big because I think even uh, like we, out of often really really good intentions, we want to leave a legacy. That's exactly right, and our flesh. How do people remember us? Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's any time that you, you ask anyone that has that level of influence or that level of legacy and you ask them how they got there, their answer is never, I wanted it. It's always, I was just faithful. Like if you ask John Piper today, did you ever think you would be this, you're always speaking in front of thousands, you've written 50 books, you've written, and he's like, no, I never wanted to be. I wanted to pastor my church of like yeah. 40 people. And he said, actually, the one thing I wanted to do is preach or, or teach my seventh grade Sunday school class until I died. He was like, I was content to do that. Yeah. And then he called me a pastor and I was faithful. And then he called me to start writing and I was faithful. And then he called yeah. me to start pastoring again. And I was, fa- and so it's, it's this constant that in Christ, when we're called to be faithful and we act in obedience to that, he'll take care of the rest. And we can either be someone like DA Carson, who's another one of these guys that we, mention a lot that's big author speaker has a lot of influence and a lot of legacy that he leaves behind yeah or like his father who pastored a church in canada of about 60 for 40 plus years and died yeah and his legacy is his son that's exactly right huge awesome anyways about. hey who is jesus check it out go in depth see ya um before before we go out 30 no. seconds real quick who is jesus who is jesus he is the son of god the god in flesh the god who came down to us uh, he is the one who came, lived a perfect, spotless life. Um, he is in all and through all, and everything was made through him and for him. And so uh, he came to die on the cross of our sins and uh, rose again on the third day to fulfill what God promised. Awesome. See you guys next time. Peace. Peace.